We're going to Nicaragua. Shall we go together? Shall we go to Escondida? Escondida means hidden. And we're also going to have the washed catae. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So this coffee is from Nicaragua, as I said, uh, and it's from a farm called La Escondida. And Escondida means hidden. And that's because this farm was hidden from the road for a very long time. Um, it only was replanted, I think it was 2006, 2007. Um, and the first crop came out in 2009. Used by the World Barista Champion uh, of the time, who was Gwilym Davis, uh, 2009 champion. Um, the farm is managed by uh, Bernardo Martinez Montenegro. And the farm is quite big. It's 92 manzanas. Um, elevation is like 975 up to about 1300, which is fairly typical for Nicaragua. Um, harvest time is like December to March, um, and um, typical temperatures kind of gets really warm during the day, kind of 27, 28, um, but never really gets very low. In the lowest temperatures, tend to be around about 16. Um, it's a Catae varietal, um, and it's a washed process, but it's a dry washed process so they remove the pulp of the cherry and let the air break down the um, mucilage around the seed before it then gets washed and then dried so it's kind of like a little bit of a different process but very typical for Nicaragua okay so we're going to cup this coffee but before we cup it I want us to go back and look at last year's so last year's tasting notes for this coffee were green starburst uh, lemon sweet and juicy so that in your head will give you that it's quite a bright, zingy, kind of, you know, zesty coffee, if you like. But I know that this year's is different because I've already cupped it. Um, but we're going to cup it again for the camera to go through why it's changed a little bit. And then what I'd like to do afterwards is maybe focus on the scores a little bit um, of how we've ended up with the same score for this coffee. But it's lost some of its positive attributes, but it's gained some other positive attributes. So let's dive in. As always, give it a chance to cool normally. I cup hot, but you don't have to. Um, and what it's changed into this year is, is that acidity that's always been there has kind of gone. It's not quite as bright. You've got a little bit of like an apricot acidity there, but it's very, very delicate. It's much more body, smooth, kind of sweet, um, a little bit like hot chocolatey. Um, it's gone kind of really kind of the sweet body level. Um, so if we look at the cupping scores for last year, like. Clean cup was six out of eight. Um, sweetness was seven out of eight. Acidity was six out of eight. Uh, Mouthfeel was six out of eight. Flavor was seven out of eight. Aftertaste was six out of eight. Balance was uh, seven out of eight. And overall, seven out, seven out of eight, which uh, when you add the scores together gives you 88. Now, it's the same kind of score, but it's different. When you look at last year's, like acidity was way up there. Whereas on this one, acidity sitting at six. And why is that? Well, each year you've got different rainfall, you've got different sunlight, you've got slightly different processing going on. All of these factors have a, an effect on the final cup score. But what we do have 
is we have a coffee that is consistently producing quality. So that tells you that the farming procedures are good, tells you that the harvesting's been done well, it tells you that the soil is good, and the varietals that are planted there are suited to it. Because although you've got changes, you end up with exactly the same consistency. That 88 score is a really hard score to attain, particularly in Nicaragua. Backed by unpopular demand, Roland's Daft Facts. You're not going to tell us a daft fact then? Am I going to tell you a daft fact? Yeah, it's Roland's Ooh. daft fact. It's not mine, is it? It's your daft fact. My daft fact is that the largest natural lake in Nicaragua is called Lake Nicaragua. Boring! So this week, got a French press. I've had a French press for ages. If you want to know how to make the perfect French press, then you can go to the brew guide, which is linked on the video here. Um, and you can go and learn about lovely French press brewing. Um, why the French press? Well, actually, I quite like the texture that it can sometimes give you. Not all the time. Like sometimes I really like the kind of cleanliness of a, of a Chemex or a Kalita. But what you get with this kind of immersion brewing is you get a much more consistent brew. Because the pieces are larger, you're not extracting as randomly. Um, and yeah, that texture thing is really nice. So let's dive into the cup. So as I said to you earlier, this is less tart than previous years. Um, it doesn't have quite the same acidity. It's a little bit more apricot-like than it is the kind of lemony zingy that we've had in the past. Um, but the upside of that, it, the body is increased, it's smoother, it has a much more sweeter taste to it. It has a really beautiful texture of like thick, gooey milk hot chocolate. Um, and I really love the way that this coffee is just evolving and getting better. You know, this is it's like 10th, 11th year of production. So, you know, we're really starting to see this kind of mature and get to the point where that the plant is at its healthiest for the next 10 years or so. And I think we're seeing the direction that this coffee is going to move uh, into, which is exciting. Thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for watching. Um, do tune in next week for the latest, hottest episode of In My Mug. But for now, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.